self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i was randomly prom queen also known as calamity red yeah you were randomly prom, we prom gonna, queen we're gonna talk about uh we are conversation con artists back for another great episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore what on point on point yeah <laughs> yeah forgot you <laughs> your handle uh, I could be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can send it to us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and we will get it that way. We didn't have any um, letters this week, but so I posted a picture that I found of me being prom queen on facebook and on point <laughs> had the comment and say you've been pushing this narrative that you were this awkward weird girl and you were the prom queen let me explain <laughs> mm-hmm. i can see how those two things don't go together <laughs> first of all i was prom queen uh that did happen randomly um and so my graduating class, I think it's important for you to know, had like 40 people in it, okay? My school's not big, <laughs> This we in the country. So like all of these hundreds of graduating seniors at these other schools, we had 40, okay? Now, because our class was so small, there was one girl who won everything all the time. She was a pageant girl. She just liked to do that kind of shit. And everybody always voted for her. Senior year, at some point, I don't even remember what the fuck Tanisha did. I have no idea. All I know is that where she would have normally been voted prom queen, I started hearing people saying, I'm not voting for her this time. I don't know who threw my name in the hat. (laughs) Um, But somebody did. The votes were counted. I was prom queen. Now, the king was who everybody expected it to be, but me as prom queen was not the expectation. And it was just because the girl who normally would have been it, they were mad at her. (laughs) So they voted me. And everybody knew me because there was only 40 fucking people. Of course, everybody knew who I was. I wasn't popular because everybody knew who I was. Everybody knew who I was because the school was just so small. So like, I still wasn't one of the popular kids, even though everybody knew who I was. So, and I just randomly got voted prom queen. I don't even know. Like, I have no idea where that tiara ended up or the sash. Because I didn't give a shit about it. So, like, I don't know where it is. I, I know I don't have it anymore. I don't even know if I took it to college. Like, I feel like I left that shit at home. And that's <laughs> still hard to believe. What's hard to believe? That, let's say it's half boys, half girls. It's 2020. It's 20 girls. Yes. That the way you portray yourself as awkward and unpopular i was you were still number fucking two but i was on a scale of popular people you got the most popular girl in the school and then you win like what happened to number two three four five six girls that's popular what happened to her friends they wanted her to feel bad about not getting it right the people who did who was mad i don't even remember what she did she did something that pissed everybody to her friends uh, her friends and every I mean again it's like 40 people so like her friends well and that's disrespectful else. to you then it is disrespect I know 
Like I was voted because that was like a slight to her. Right. My best friend at the time was like probably the number two no, Marlena was probably number one popular, but like she wasn't no pageant girl, so she ain't kidding no shits about that. If Marlena had been prom queen, like it would have been like Oh, Tanisha would have been upset, but it, it would have been like, well, Marlene is like number two or, or whatever. Me being prom queen was completely out of left fucking field. <laughs> okay. Didn't make any sense. All right. At all. I just don't know how that would be orchestrated. What, for, what could I mean, somebody do in high school that make everybody want to do some shit like that? Like, uh, that's that 13 reasons why shit. Uh, I really that can't. mean girl shit. It is. Well, it's high school. I can't. I really can't remember if it was that she had got homecoming queen and like uh, Miss WHA. Like she was. If it was something to win a tiara, that bitch was gonna sign up. <laughs> so I don't know if she became arrogant after winning all these other titles and people was like, "Fuck you, you're not gonna get this." I don't really know. I don't remember. Um, I just remember that the class decided she wasn't gonna get prom queen i don't know what she did for them to feel that way and like the dude that was prom king i mean he was gonna always be prom king everybody like elton that's just what it was gonna be but um it was supposed to be elton and tanisha instead it was elton and red so (laughs) um so yeah i could get why that would be surprising (laughs) <laughs> to hear that I was prom queen because that does not go with who I am. Just randomly happened, like, and I didn't care, you know. Like I said, I don't even know what happened to that sash and the tiara. Like, it's long gone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure I didn't even take it to college with me, which means it just stayed at my parents' house. And then by the time I graduated college, my parents had moved. And I'm sure my mom would have threw that shit away because, like, who keep I'm sure there are people some people listening out that might have been prom queen that kept your sash and your crown I didn't keep that shit <laughs> I didn't care about it it's just kind of one of those things um so yeah I also came to a, a dating realization this week and I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do What's this weekend? I uh, I came to a dating realization What's about that? myself. I I have no motivation to date. Like, so I was like acting like, oh, you know, it's just it's not any. It's just so hard to date, and it's not any like you know people. And that's not true because like I got back on Tinder, and I was swiping everybody that I swiped that I thought was attractive had swiped on me already because I had been off of it for months but it's like I don't I don't want to date I want to be in a relationship I don't want to date I fucking hate dating I hate it so much and so what what has been happening is I will start online dating chats with these people and then I just fall off the fucking map because I just be like now I'm gonna have to like meet up with them and shit and like, like I just I don't want to I just want to be married and have a kid and I know that that's not the order of things so I know that dating is a necessity in order for me to get the thing that I say that I want the inevitable thing I don't want to do the process though I really 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 don't I just I don't like dating I don't like small talk I don't like having to 
continuously, you know, to explain who I am and what I do in my life. And I have two dogs. I just, <sighs> I don't like dating. I really don't. Well, that's so what it I takes. Gotta, huh? That's what it takes. I know. And so I'm going to have to, like, soldier through this. But, like, I haven't been motivated. And so I realize that I've been standing in my own way because I just, just the idea of having to do that shit, man. Like, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. I don't like dating. I hate it. I have I mean, no desire to engage in it. Like, it doesn't excite me. I'm never like, ooh, I, you know, I could be going out on dates every week. Like, that sounds tiresome. I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but it's just as much work as a relationship, just on different levels. But I guess with the relationship, it's like I got this one person, you know, uh, I'm learning how to deal with him specifically. He's learning how to deal with me. It's not like these going out on these dates with random people and having to like but risk increases exponentially <sighs> like the less you know a person the easier it is to just get rid of them mm -hmm. the more you know a person the more risky your behaviors and that process becomes so i think it's a trade-off i think it equal i think it balances out it just feels better when you've identified who that person is as you're figuring all of that out. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think dating is just what it is to I that end. I hate it. I just, so what I'm, I'm going to stop ghosting motherfuckers because I do that. Again, it's unintentional. It's not that, it don't even be that. Is anything wrong with the dudes? It's just like, I just get to a point where I'd be like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> And I'll just stop responding because, like, uh, I think it'd be easy if I could just date somebody I already know and then not have Listen, to. Listen, you're going to have to accept 20% worth of bullshit. I know. You just need to figure out what that 20% worth of bullshit is. Maybe you need to accept that a dude is good all around in a lot of other areas, but think that um, your eyebrows. <laughs> Protect your eyes from the sun. Protect your eyes from the sun. Uh, you know what? He, um, I posted, you know, the weight gain. I post a picture in a dress. I get, you know, more likes on that picture, obviously. But one of these pictures I posted here recently, gray shirt, uh, he liked it. And I was like, oh, is he going to jump in my inbox? Because I don't want to do this. He did it, though. So maybe he's like giving up. I hope because I have no interest <laughs> in that at all. So I just got to get a better attitude about it. I just, I really, I just don't like dating. Like all of these married people who like look back on single life like it was some kind of great shit. I fucking hate this shit. And maybe it's because I've been single for so long and having to do this, get to know you shit for so many times. Like I'm just over it. I don't do that no more. I don't want to have to meet another new goddamn person. Okay, I just want the same nigga <laughs> who I know, who, you know, I'm learning to deal with his shit. He learned to deal with my shit. I, that's what I want. I don't want to do all of this other shit. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't do it. I have no motivation. But I'm trying to get out of that and get my life together. It's going to be warm. 
which means there's going to be more opportunities for, you know, activities around the city. And I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying. It's hard because I have no motivation for well, this. Well, I'm shit. glad. I'm glad because when you was in the process of ghosting this dude and I was trying to tell you this, <laughs> this same information that you're <laughs> coming to yourself, you know. But see, Red is a particular type of person, y'all. You you got to inception ideas into her head. You got to introduce them lightly, slightly build on them over time, reinforce them strongly over now and then, but back up just right amount. Then start that little baby step process again, and at some point it'll be her idea. You just gotta, just gotta do that shit over time. You if you tell her to do something today, it's not she ain't gonna do it. I'm not gonna do she it. She don't wanna fucking do it because no. somebody told her to do it. It could yeah. be the right thing. Yeah. It could be the best thing for her life. It could be in her own best interest. But you tell her to do it, it's gonna be a problem. That's why you don't tell red shit. <laughs> then we have a conversation about if you uh well we was at well, was this on the podcast we was at a table where if I said um if you said you was looking asked me to, if I was looking you was looking for some drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, didn't believe I would podcast. help you. It was on the podcast. Yeah. Yes, I said you wouldn't help me. I mean, at the point that you decided to do some fucking drugs, I ain't no way for me to tell you you can't do drugs. <laughs> and I trust me better to find somebody that won't try to poison your ass and turn you into a fucking crackhead. So it's in my best interest, in your best interest, for me to help you with people I know and I trust. Because of how you are. I'm really stubborn. It's so ridiculous. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's very ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, I've I've seen later, like, not in the moment, but, like, later on, I'll be like, on point, use reverse psychology on my motherfucking ass. I'm too old for this shit to work. But it's like. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but it's like, if you tell me to do something, my first inclination is to be like, I do what the fuck I want <laughs> And I wish I could take credit for being great at reverse psychology, but you know what? Red's just easy to fucking read. It's like a C-spot run book. You just know what the fucking result gonna be. She ain't gonna like that shit. What? Oh, I said I wasn't going home. That's what it was. I was like, I'm not going home for Easter. And you were like, she don't listen to her, y'all. She going. And I was like, you want to fucking bet? I was like, she definitely ain't going. After I posted that, I said, she definitely ain't going. No, cause you, I can't. You just said I'm not gonna go, or that I'm going to go. I can't let you be right. Because so. I've been wanting Red to stand up to her mama for a long ass time. I've been always asking her, why you always go up there when your mom? Why you always gotta answer the call when you? Why you? Every time. That's what I wanted. Well, it worked. Cause I was like, I bet you the fuck I ain't going. I know. And I, I didn't go. I knew he was recording the podcast the next day during church. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. We did. I was like, matter of fact, we can record on Sunday because I ain't going to be in Talladega. And I didn't go because I'm five, apparently. And (laughs) all it takes is telling me that I can't do something or telling me that I should do something. I'm going to do the opposite of whatever the fuck that is. That is so sad. That's something you're going to have to let a man know early, but not telling him. No, because now they ain't going to know my super, my weakness, my Achilles heel. I'm not going to tell you what my Achilles heel is. weakness is fucking easy to, (laughs) if if a dude got... A higher than an eight-year-old intelligence level, it's gonna be easy to see. Yeah, you're gonna be like, you know, my favorite drink is a such and such. You need to try the such and such. You're gonna be like, nah, I kind of like the hard cider. He's gonna be like, 
she don't even want to try my favorite drink. <laughs> Damn, is it, is it that deep? You know what I'm saying? She just really don't want, you know, to want you to enjoy something I enjoy. No. <laughs> so maybe you need to pretend to be who he wants you to be until you comfortable enough with him to be who you really are and now it's too late for him to (laughs) decline now he gotta accept you know what we we uh (laughs) shogun said something similar we we went and saw endgame we're not gonna talk about it but we went and saw it it is a very good movie so if you're listening and you hadn't watched the check go fucking see it it's amazing but before the movie started um we were talking just about dating in general and he was like i was just talking about how like i just don't the same shit i don't want to do this i'm tired of this this too much and uh he was like you need to just put your representative put your representative away and just be yourself i said no i I need my representative like i gotta send out the good red i can't i can't just red in full force is not what you need to do that that comes in doses so i absolutely send my representative out um got to she has to go for me I cannot just, you know, be super hardcore stubborn off the bat. <laughs> and I'm try- I actually am trying to be less so when I realize that I'm doing it. Most of the time I don't realize that I'm doing it because it's just how I feel in that moment. And so I don't think it think of it as being stubborn. Then when I think about it later, I'm like, <laughs> was it that deep? <laughs> was it that serious, Red? Um but I don't really, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to where I don't have to think about it like way after the fact where in some of these moments I can attempt to be less stubborn. Because <laughs> usually it take me like looking back on the situation being like, I was stubborn as fuck, man. <laughs> as opposed to in that moment being like, eh, don't be petty, don't be stubborn. You know, I just don't like, I don't know. I was gonna listen to Nerdplate and not talk to them niggas at all because they kept fucking talking to me about not listening to their show. So my answer to that was like, all right, I'm gonna listen to your show and nothing else. <laughs> over the top, completely over the top, complete overreaction. Irrational. <laughs> Very irrational. But in the moment it made sense. I was like, okay, if all this other shit that I do don't fucking matter, if the thing that is the biggest deal is me listening to this goddamn show, then that's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna cut all this other shit out though, since it don't matter. Complete overreaction. In the moment though, I felt validated as a motherfucker. <laughs> In that moment, I was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> and then I reflected back on it and I was like, oh, God, you've gotta stop doing that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You're too old. I'm solutions and outcome based. <laughs> If shit gonna cause me problems or problems with the relationships I have, I don't do it. I don't say it. And most of the time, I be if I don't know what to say, I'll be quiet before anything else. Maybe I need to learn to do that. Hmm. Be more quiet. I talk too much. Well, in the group that we hang out with, it's so many. It's so many. All the personalities are so different. Yes. It ain't shit you can say that everybody gonna agree with. No. Anyway. (laughs) Period. It don't matter what kind of conversation we having. We can't even decide on fucking restaurants and shit to go out to eat. Well, that's just communication. <laughs> that's, I'm gonna start calling everybody one by one <laughs> and telling them where I'm going, and then you can meet me there if you like to. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I, so I say all that to say that I'm trying to work on myself 
in in this in these aspects just because i i realized that i really just don't like doing this shit like i just don't want to i gotta find some motivation because i ain't got none like (sighs) motivation is hard to find in a world where you don't know well first off you're a woman so you just don't know who a fuck boy is or not yeah and as a man, I think I have the equal dilemma, except I don't know who's been impacted by a fuckboy. Yes. Which still puts the problem at 100% of men. I just get, you know, the residual effects of what may have happened in the event that she has been impacted by a man that deeply. Um, I just don't care about... <laughs> Dating and relationships right now. Hell, I don't even know if I want to be in a relationship. If I want a relationship, what kind I want? An open relationship, polyamorous relationship. That's a, a part of me just don't. I mean, I don't know, man. Way too selfish for that. Just choosing one person just seems unnecessary. <laughs> you know. But the thing is, it ain't like I'm out here just with a whole bunch of women. I'm not. It it, it just part of me feel like I just can't offer somebody what they should have if they want to, if they want one person. Well, but I think that in accepting one person, you accept that you're not going to get every single thing. It's not possible. Like, I don't think that people who want monogamy want everything. You can't get everything out of one person. So that person is going to have some deficits, but you just have to find a person with the deficits you can deal with. Like, I want a monogamous relationship. I want, like, I know exactly what kind of relationship I want. My issue is the road to getting to that shit. I want to take a shortcut. See, I don't want to deal with this. I want him to just be in existence. We just together, and I don't have to do any of this other shit. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to date. Like, dating is not fun to me. You know, and I don't know if it's because what I do for a living is get to know people in there very in depthly to assist them with issues that they have. So for me, get to know your chit chat, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate having to, you know, even with Gray Shirt. With Gray Shirt, I was not upset that our situation ended. I was mad because I'm like, well, goddamn, now I gotta start all the fuck over. <laughs> with a new nigga and tell him all of this shit about myself like i don't want to keep starting over having to repeat myself like i'm tired of that i don't want to have to tell another person who the fuck red is i don't want that (laughs) i'm tired of doing that and so at this point i get more upset when situations don't work out because i know that means that i gotta start from the bottom not because of the guy not because i'm like oh that could have worked out oh man no it's because shit now i gotta go on another first date and do that random get to know you. How many brothers do you have? How many kids? Do you want kids? Like, I don't, I'm just, I'm tired of having those fucking, and it, again, I think it's a testament to how long I've been single because that means that I've had, I don't even, if I calculated the number of first conversations that I have had, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to tell anybody anything else about me. So, short You can always catfish somebody. <laughs> you could just catfish men, just make up shit about your life <laughs> just for the shit of it to get positive conversation from dudes and uh, get something to send you a thousand dollars every now and then. And, you know. I don't want to be that person either. 
You got to sacrifice something, goddamn. I know. Something. <laughs> Damn. But see, me, like, it's not... I've met more than enough women that's willing to deal with my bullshit. And my bullshit ain't even big bullshit. It's not. So I don't know what the problem is. My bullshit is... Little, um... Little markers of affection and shit like that. Like, imagine a robot loving you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know it's what I'm saying? It's not quite that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad, but like, by the time I realized it's been a whole month and I hadn't told somebody, you're beautiful, you're pretty, oh, I like you. What's wrong with you? I don't know that I don't have a fucking, <laughs> I don't have a family that ever said nothing positive about no goddamn body. So I, I ain't never seen the value in it. I just know <laughs> that all the fucking movies with relationships say that this shit is valuable, but like it ain't built in. Yeah. It ain't built in. I, even I, mean as everybody thinks that I am a tell a nigga he look nice. Like I like that outfit, you look nice. You have to do that. People like to hear that. They want to know that you still find them attractive. I'm working on it. I told somebody the other day I like their glasses. I don't do shit like that. You know what I do? <laughs> I tell people they dress like mustard and shit. You, this nigga, <laughs> listen. That's what I do. I was like, so again, we went and saw Endgame. I, I wore a dress, which I'm trying to wear more dresses because I don't know why. Just because I want to change my Because style she up. subconsciously like all the feedback that she get from these dudes. So when she take these pictures of herself in these dresses, she don't know why she want the dresses, but subconsciously she want them because she loved the attention that she act like she hate like a motherfucker when she talking to us and on the podcast. Continue. <sighs> Maybe so. Well, I don't... It's the dude... It's the particular dudes. It's not the feedback, but like married men jumping in my inbox and shit is not... But you're not doing it for them. They not. coming. You're doing it for that dude at Publix... I, the yes, army dude, the, the army dude. You doing it for him? That my walk was. But me. the yes. one that will you will tell him my number. Yes. Or the one that will ask you for your number. Yes. That's who you're doing it for. But that that attention is enough to make you say, "I'm going to continue," you know, showing my figure. You probably gonna wear heels much more recently than you would otherwise. Oh, yeah, yeah, too. yeah. I have been wearing heels more, yeah. which. I forgot how much them shits. My my calves is getting strong. Yeah, <laughs> Balancing good. yourself up. Because um, when the zombie apocalypse happen, <laughs> I'm fast, <laughs> but I'm also fat. <laughs> You're not fat, but if your calf muscles together, you might be able to outrun me. Because I'm gonna let you know, if it's between me and you, <laughs> God, whoever wins. I hope your ass get away. <laughs> We, we went to see the movie. I wore a yellow dress with a white stripe. And we sit there. The previews were going on. This nigga just leaned over and was like, you look like mustard. What? She do. She dressed <laughs> like mustard. And you know what? Heinz, Heinz mustard is white and yellow. It's like, thank you? I don't. What see, do that's say? what I do. I come from a family that roasts the motherfuckers. Not compliment them. I could have said any measure of compliments. You could have. But that's what I do. It's not built in. All I'm saying is it's not built in. That's my bullshit. My bullshit is not that I, if anything wrong with me in terms of a dude, mm-hmm. I work, got a job, I spend time with you, uh, I cook for you. I do a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. But you at some point may feel like you're not wanted necessarily <laughs> or not valued because those little things 
in my life ain't where I found my value. And so it's like hard for me to translate those things into value for another person. Even though I know I'm the extreme minority in that regard. And in order for people to recognize their value, I got to tell them shit like that. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm working on it. I've started even, I didn't even do that with my clients. I've started telling my clients things. Like, especially like if they seem like they, you know, having a bad day, like, but that, I, you know, got your dress on. What's going on? I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm working on it. But what I told the last girl I was talking to was that I'm afraid that even me working on it and the best that I can get is still going to be really, really low compared to you and compared to anybody else well but again it's one of the, i i think that everybody has the responsibility in any given situation as it pertains to other people you have to decide what is important to you and that list of things is going to vary from person to person because there are people i'm not necessarily the best at taking compliments <laughs> um and it just comes from low self-esteem and like growing up and all of that shit. Like I, I, my, the biggest things that you have to deal with with me is that I'm, I'm aware enough because of what I do to know what my trauma is, and I'm trying to like work on it. But because I'm so aware of it, you gonna be aware of it, you know. But yeah, so like everybody doesn't need compliments or need that that same like levels of affection is going to vary from person to person so like to say that it's never going to be enough isn't necessarily true because that the gauge is going to be different from woman to woman like now nah, you're going to need to compliment every bitch at some point you know but like other like there are certain women that require that like you know about love languages there are some people that need those words um and then there are others that the other languages speak more to them and so you not being able to be like affectionate word wise isn't gonna matter so i don't know that you got to get to a certain level of it i think you just one have to be willing to try and you are well i'm working on it man i've been telling people that i like things that i don't give a fuck about <laughs> <laughs> if i ever tell you i like something that you have on you're lying i could care less if, it's, if it exists i could care less Jesus. I don't. Uh, but I'm having to do that because it's valuable to people. I so oh, we weren't gonna do that on this show. We had talked about talking about um you know the impacts of our childhoods onto the things that we end up with now. And so one of being the kid of a an alcoholic father who is still currently an alcoholic is that the amount that a nigga drink um very mindful of that you know what i'm saying and so whereas most people would just be like oh he just enjoys having drinks i'm super hyper focused and hyper i'm not like a i'm not like you need to stop drinking but i i pay attention to that those kind of things because i don't i'm so focused on not repeating the mistakes of my mom so you know again there are other things that i'm internally trying to work on and and deal with and um and one of them is just dating in general. Like like I said, if I could just marry, right now, if I could just marry one of my friends, I would. Because I wouldn't have to deal with the other shit. Y'all know me. I know you. We're good. <laughs> like, I don't have to be bothered with all of that other fucking shit. I hate dating. It's just not my thing. I hate it. And you know, for me, the examples I had for men growing up was so fucking horrible. Yeah. 
just being regular is so much more than what my mama had. Yeah. You know, like, they were all abusive. They all cheated. Or they snorted coke. It's a whole bunch of shit they did that, like, I, I, I'm not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing drugs. I'm not abusive at all. Uh, I try to be funny when I can be, you know, because none of them seem to, they never have seemed a witty, never seem to have a witty interaction with my mama. Sound like they all had their own trauma and was unhappy with them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they was just old niggas. They was just dudes that's in their 50s and 60s in our society, black. They have a specific way of existing and and um, projecting their manhood or what they think it should be onto women and kids. Yeah. And they had to be abusive, didn't like to be called out about stuff. Um did stuff in the dark but you know and from from my examples just not being a cheater mm-hmm. not hitting a woman and having a witty dialogue with a woman is a is valuable shit you know but i never heard any of those men say anything positive about any women even my granddaddy see my grandma my granddaddy was at the age where they just spent their whole days in separate rooms oh, they didn't they never really <laughs> i mean during when it was time for him to eat, she would sit his food at the table where he's supposed to eat at, and he'd eventually really, get over there to it. I don't want to do that. Like I, I don't. That ain't the kind. But of I mean, I've seen pictures of them where like they were still old, but like it was like vacation time where she would be in his lap and they'd be mm-hmm. laughing and things of that nature. I just think that as they got older and older and older, they became more. You know, when men get older, we we get more estrogen, less testosterone. When mm-hmm. women get older, they get more testosterone, less estrogen. I just think that dynamic in their exchange limited how they communicated with each other. Uh, so I think so. I mean, we if we go back to my examples, it, it limits how I perceive telling people stuff like that like yeah. it don't matter who it it ain't just relationships i mean it's peers too you well niggas ain't good at like compliments anyway because y'all the way y'all compliment each other stupid <laughs> but you know i mean it we they still we still compliment yeah yeah it's just a different way but you know you getting all it's the just, bitches is it's the- just more critical in a relationship that you do that yeah and, and when you don't do it in a relationship you lose more than any uh, friendships or family members yeah. or anything like that and again the level of what, how much you have to do that is gonna vary depending on who the person is because again i'm not like i like to be complimented every now and then but i i'm still not somebody that's very good at taking like compliments like I'm still awkward sometimes and make situations weird that didn't have to be weird when somebody makes me a compliment. I'm better, way better than what I used to be, but like it is still something that I wouldn't want to have to deal with on a regular basis. Like I wouldn't want you saying shit every day because then I'm going to have to like respond and I don't know how to respond. What I want to do, like, it, 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 what would make sense to me, not what makes sense to me, but like, like somebody asked, somebody get a new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would ask them how they feel about their hairstyle. Like, if somebody want to know my opinion on things, I don't really have one. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so I'm like, what does make, does it make you happy? Like, on a scale from 1 to 10, where's your level of happiness but with that, that thing? But that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if I cut my hair, 
it's growing back out my, but when i cut my hair like obviously i'm the one that cut it i liked it i still wanted other people's opinion on it like even if it was that they didn't like it like how much i like it shouldn't have an indicator the only oh. people that can tell you they don't like your hair is a woman number one well man can't make tell it stop you that. Well, can't no, if you think if you think I'm gonna ever be in a position where I tell a woman I don't like her hair, <laughs> unless she cut her shit like uh, what was Angelica the doll name? Oh, Cynthia. If, if unless you come in here with some Cynthia looking shit or some Kodak Black looking shit. Oh God, Lisa Simpson. I'm going to say I'm not gonna say I don't like it. I'm gonna say your ass looking like Cynthia from Rugrats, <laughs> but do you? Jesus. We're flex, but hey, <laughs> go for it. So oh. that's what I would say. I wouldn't say I don't like it, but that's still a lose too. If you fuck with it, then I'm gonna fuck with it by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, you saying that, but we had a whole conversation on the show before about how you walk around ashy and the person that's with you is gonna have to be like, Put some lotion on your knees. You're not going out they with me. They could say put some lotion on your knees and you're not going out with me. Or they could roast my ass. <laughs> Look at your old turning white looking ass. Like, what is wrong with you? Are you really going to... Like, that roast will make sure I put lotion on. That's how I change. That's how I change. But most of the time when I'm ashy, it's in the comfort of my own home or when I'm leaving to go somewhere that ain't got shit to do with nobody else. But when... But... I've never done that when I'm with somebody and we going out and I'm just out here ashy. I just put lotion on because I don't know when I'm going to be sitting up in the house and one of y'all might call me, you on the side of the road, I got to leave immediately. I don't want to be ashy and leave because and, and have to be ashy because I don't have time to put the lotion on. Like, I'm proactive with my ash, okay? I, when I get out of the shower, one of the first things I do is I lotion up every time I get out the shower. Look, I can't help my childhood gave me lotion trauma. <laughs> I mean, and I could fix it, but that ain't how trauma works, nigga. <laughs> you know it. I know it. It don't work like that. It it's not work. about the ability to put lotion on. <laughs> it's about the fact that I've been conditioned to not think it matters very much. Okay? Again. Same way that I've been conditioned to think that those words of affirmation don't matter much. But if I had came to the movie theater last night with Ash and E's with their dress on, y'all have roasted the fuck out of me. Because as a woman, I'm expected to never be Ash. Somebody would have. I would have. I see. I don't. I don't. Roast, I don't roast Shogun, people about their trauma. Chris. I don't roast people about <laughs> my trauma that they are going through at the moment. If somebody is musty, I just smell a musty motherfucker because my I went to school musty one time. Didn't turn out well for I me. I feel like all of them. Now Kim. And Rockman's girl, I don't know if she wants to say her name, so I'm not going to say her name. They probably would have been nice and not said shit. But them niggas, them niggas will talk mad shit about me for being ashy if I came Of course. <laughs> so I don't lotion up for that purpose. I just, I'm you, I'm accustomed to not being ashy. So when I get out of the shower to proactively prevent ash, I just put lotion on. And I'm a woman. I'm expected to be soft and smooth all the damn time. Exactly. <laughs> and if I'm soft and smooth too much, then I ain't a man. <laughs> In our society. It's too much. Uh, my first story actually is going to piggyback off of this whole complimenting thing. So, 
if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists. So this speaks to what you were talking about, about, you know, you're not really being big on, like, saying words of, of like, complimentary words. Okay. Which I'm working on. Yes. Texas woman allegedly put the pause on her husband because he stayed quiet when she asked him if she was pretty. <laughs> Say that again. Texas woman allegedly put the pause on her husband because he stayed quiet when she asked him if she was pretty. Well, <laughs> silence is a no in that situation. You know. You got to say something, goddamn. You need to lie. You got to lie. If she ain't pretty, when she asks you, is she pretty? You got to say something without a beat missing. You got to be ready for shit like that. Well, so here's something. Okay, already off the top of this story, there's some disrespect. I am not somebody that believes in, like, one, not a lot of states do common law marriages anymore. But even when it was a thing, you're not, I'm not, we gonna not be common law married. If we didn't been together for long enough that the damn government is considering us fucking married and you hadn't asked, it's a problem. <laughs> so she's accused of assaulting her common law husband so they're not married but they've been together for long enough that the state has just said y'all married um when he did not respond after she asked him if uh if she was pretty police were dispatched to 20 year old lizeth guadalupe ramirez's home last week when she told police that her husband had assaulted her and attempted to strangle her the laredo morning times reports but police also spoke to her husband who had a different version of what went down he stated he and ramirez were booed up at the movies when she asked him if she looked pretty her husband told the police that he did not respond to her question because he could not hear her and that's reportedly what caused ramirez to get upset in order to avoid confrontation in the public the couple went home but they couldn't even make it to the crib before ramirez allegedly started putting her hands on him I mean, first of all, why would I be asking you at the the theater? Am I pretty? That's and they shit. not married. They not married. They're common law married. They've been common together long married. enough to be common law married, which is like what is seven, eight years? It's a long time. Like it's it's years. They've been together for years for that to happen. But I'm gonna ask you if I look pretty before we leave the goddamn house. Like asking you once we in the theater. If I don't, it's fucked up. Now we're out. <laughs> it don't matter. Why would I ask you when we left the house? That's because, some shit that I because asked you prior it, to. Women don't ask them questions for answers for real. <laughs> That's a trap question. All of them are trap question. Do I look fat? Do I look pretty? All them questions are trap <laughs> questions. They want to see how quickly you respond to the question. They don't care about the content. They don't give a fuck. They with you for this long. If he say, no, nah, bitch, you're ugly, she's still coming home with him. That don't matter. What matters is that pause. His ability to answer the question quickly enough for her to feel like he didn't have to think about it. Yeah, because I'd be like, so you had to think about it? Exactly. You really had to sit there and take that long ass pause to, to, to decide whether or not I look attractive? So you left the house with an unattractive ass bitch. Is that what you yeah, I probably would get upset if it took you too long to respond. Like, what the fuck are you thinking about? You got to think about it? <laughs> what exactly. <are> you? <laughs> That's a trap question. You just need an automatic response. Yes. And it needs to be positive. You look beautiful all the time. <laughs> Every time I look at you. <laughs> that ain't what I'm going to do, though. Oh, God. What? What are you going to do? 
I'm gonna say my version of you is not what matters. It's your version of you Nigga. that matters. No. That is so frustrating. She can do that shit to herself if she want to then. That's a trap. <laughs> oh my God, that would irritate me so bad to get that response. Like, what? Of course it would. Hell no. Or I would look at... <laughs> oh, this would be so fucked up. I would look at somebody nearby and say, my girlfriend is looking for an objective opinion of whether she's pretty or not. Can you give her that assessment? <laughs> This, yeah. the, the, and then so now she can't play the I'm just trying to find out if I'm pretty card because you're just trying to find out if you're pretty you can find out from somebody else Nigga. that's how you find out it's a trap <laughs> well I wanted you to tell me what the fuck you think I'm at the movies with you <laughs> what the fuck you think I've been with you for seven eight years either I think you're pretty or I think you're acceptable enough to be out in public with <laughs> one of the two and if you have a problem with those two possibilities, you should just go. Just go. If you need if you need certainty that is the former instead of the latter, then just go. You don't have enough certainty to be with me. You want some popcorn? <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. And it hilarious. is terrible. But yeah, I wouldn't. I ain't finna go to bat. I'm not gonna go to jail, any county, city. I'm not going to lock up at all behind you took too long to tell me that I was pretty. Now, I am gonna get you together about why it took you so fucking long. Like, what do you have to think about? You see me every fucking day. So you should already have that answer. That should be right there. Pick, just pluck it out where from where it should always well, be. But see, that's. Uh... That's a problem. And that long in the relationship, she probably only asking that question because she knew she drunk all of his goddamn juice this morning. <laughs> and he been irritated about that. See, when you when you've been in a relationship for a long time, you get irritated about little shit that don't matter. Like she know I buy that juice for me. She never drank it no other time. And this morning, I really wanted that fucking juice. That's simply apple. I really wanted it this morning. But oh, I got up and it was gone. She know I'm irritated about it. She know me too long to know. So here she come, hit me with this shit to try to validate herself and try to pull me out of my little frustration. But all it do is make me more irritated <laughs> because she hadn't even addressed the fact that she drank all my damn juice. See, when you get in a when you get into them long term relationship situations, this is the dynamic that you have. It like, is, but I'm prepared for that. I am prepared for you to. Well, you be ain't upset. finna. You ain't finna drag me about not saying that I'm pretty too quick. Cause I'm gonna say, what about that fucking juice this morning, huh? What about my simply apple? Would it been too much to ask when we got up to go to the movie that we left 15 minutes early to go to public so you can say I'm gonna replace your juice because I drink your juice this morning and I know you love that juice and you probably ain't talking to me like you normally talk to me because I drink your juice. And didn't even offer to replace your juice, but ask you if I was pretty without addressing the juice first. I mean, come on. <laughs> See, that's the shit that I'm cool with. I will deal with that. I don't want to <laughs> do the dating shit. I'll do the relationship shit. I'll do the little petty arguments over Simply Apple. We can do but that. But that, that come with time. So I said that you get to a certain level in a relationship. <laughs> The arguments be about things that don't matter at all. <laughs> at the beginning, you don't even know. You don't even know they drink juice. It's so much stuff you you don't know what kind of juice I drink in the very beginning of the relationship. 
Oh, with you would be that fucking what is that damn milk y'all always talking about? That's the promise most delicious land? milk ever. Yes. Is Why are you land? saying it like that? Why are you saying it like it got quote quotations around it? Because I mean it's milk. I don't understand. Like I guess because I don't have a. Frame you mean of it's reference. milk? It's just milk. Act like everything that you love don't <laughs> exist on a scale from a place where I fucking hate it to oh this is the best I've ever had. But milk is milk. I don't no, it's not. No, it's not fucking milk. What are you talking about? Fucking them, them Dollar Tree candies and pecans is just all the same. It is. And none of them. No, they not. No, they are not. I don't even eat pecans and Dollar Tree candies, but I know yeah. that them soft mints yeah. are on a range they of are. fuck you yeah. to damn these the best ones I've ever had. Yeah. And that's based on what you like about it, but milk ain't just milk, and you can't say shit is just shit because you don't fuck with it. <laughs> You know good and well that milk exists on a range of least great to amazing. And we found something amazing, and you just don't want to acknowledge and let us have some great shit because because you want it. I just don't drink it. You want to love it. No, no, no. You just don't drink it. You can't drink milk without consequences. Yes. And yes, salty. I drink lactate. I'm fine with lactate. It's milk. It goes on my cereal. I don't even drink milk on its own. Like, because I I never developed, like, a taste for it. So, like, people that just have glasses of milk, that shit is weird to me. That don't even register in my mind. Or, like, if I'm eating cookies, it don't register in my mind to go get no goddamn milk. Milk and cookies has never been a thing. Because I don't have a reference for that. Of course, because milk is a part of your trauma. traumatized because of milk. Hey, nobody is traumatized because of milk. People are traumatized because they're in a situation where they can't eat no kind of damn dairy, including <laughs> ice cream, including milk, including a whole bunch of variety of shit because yeah. they lactose intolerant. Like cheese. I don't care nothing about cheese. Of course not. I just, I never develop a taste for cheeseburgers. And so even though I can eat like pepper jack cheese on a burger, I just don't because I, I don't really like cheeseburgers. I don't really, I never developed a taste for them. So man. Exactly. Cheese, no cheese. So why you gotta be a hater? I'm not hating. I'm just no. The level that y'all love this milk, I feel like most people would be like, damn, they really like that milk. No, everybody that I send for Promised Land milk <laughs> has a similar response because you know what? People didn't know milk could be as delicious as Promised Land because we out here listening to your ass. It's just milk. It's just milk. I didn't just add some chocolate to the milk. No. I don't even drink chocolate, but I like chocolate. They put their life in the promised land. Okay? <laughs> it's the difference between a Walmart cake and a grandmama cake. Oh. Okay? That's very different. You know what I'm saying? So uh, in the in the terms of milk, promised land is a grandmama cake. <laughs> All right. Custom made just for you. You know she put her whole foot in it. She didn't even <laughs> use measuring cups. She just sprinkled oh, yeah. around. That's what promised land milk is. I cannot accept you continuing to disrespect the fact that we love something to the level that we do. Okay. It's just milk. It is just milk, but all right. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) What is your first story? (laughs) I don't even know, man. Hold on. I threw y'all off with the milk. (laughs) Let's go with Jax. Okay. Mortal Kombat 11 just came out. Yes, my brother loves it. Clearly, it's going to be a great game. It's Mortal Kombat. They don't put Mortal Kombat out. Without being a, a, an approved experience, my brother loves it. He's been playing it nonstop. Every time I talk to that nigga, now all I hear in the background is stabs and jabs and 
blood. I would need like a whole group of my guys to get Mortal Kombat for me to get it. Just because my experience with it is that I play it for a combined five hours mm -hmm. and I spent sixty dollars on it. That's too much. Uh or if it goes on sale for twenty five, thirty bucks, I buy it. Mm -hmm. I've bought every Mortal Kombat up to this one. Like Oh, I might play isn't ten on Game Pass? Huh? Ten is on Game yes, Pass. Yes, yeah, it's on Game is Pass. 10 good? I don't think I ever played Mortal Kombat Ten. Ten was good, but see to me it wasn't better than nine. Okay. Nine was just an advanced side scrolling action type game. Uh, like it didn't have a lot of that 3D components mm. that they put in Mortal Kombat 10, but it still felt good. Um Okay. It still felt good. Well, what I don't like that it looks like to me it feels like uh Injustice. I mean, it's done by the same studios, I mm -hmm. think, or if not the same studios, a similar engine is used. So my problem is that like it feels like a masked over game or injustice feels like a masked over game but it's like so much overlap between the two they don't feel like they own games you just playing with the characters and the moves that you are familiar with but don't feel like it's own game that's that was my criticism from nine to x to, to ten but it was still it was still fun and when i get it i fuck with sonya blade on it like i always do boy what the hell is going on with Jax? Jax is uh spoiler alert um Jax is ending in the game. Apparently, the game's antagonist is the keeper of time and manipulate time. So when Jax wins, he goes back to undo slavery. <laughs> yeah. What? And at the end, he also keeps his wife and his daughter in his life. So uh, apparently it says, all I wanted to fix was my life. Now I have the power to fix history. He says as he faces the hourglass, I've been lucky, my family and I have lived the American dream, but most people who look like me haven't had that chance. I owe it to them to put things right. How the fuck would you undo slavery as one person? What I don't you, know. You gonna go back and just be, kill everybody? Like, <laughs> what? Apparently he manipulated history a few times, but he doesn't, he ends up undoing slavery, but also has his wife and a daughter in his life. Now, I, I didn't play the game, so I don't know, but people was, you know, they were saying that this was racist, Why and I was racist? like, I don't know. But when, but when I heard it was racist, I was thinking, damn, what? Like, I'm sure white people was in the room writing this. What did they do to make black people mad? But it turns out that it's just white people mad. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. But I don't. I my immediate reaction was that's some racist shit. I don't give a shit it, about that. It, it, it goes back to that dialogue <laughs> of uh, oh, that white people have where it's like. But black people ain't the only ones that was enslaved, you know. So it's like <laughs> one guy says, "I think Jackson's ending in Mortal Kombat 11 makes him racist." The guy goes back in time to end slavery of black people, but in the MK universe, Shao Kahn has been enslaving people of all skin colors for about a thousand years. But Jax only care about freeing black people. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> really? Uh, so another user said, y'all are so hilarious. This is really the hill you want to down? A black yeah. man stopping slavery? Okay, have a great day. Yeah, yeah that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh, what? It's like, imagine being so tilted because a fictional black character goes back in time in, in a what-if alternate universe and prevents American slavery. But that's the, the argument that a lot of white people have when you have this dialogue in, in terms of slavery, American slavery. You know, they always bring up that you know, there's been slavery on other continents, and but in 
his whatever he his little spiel was he said that him and his family have had opportunities that a lot of people that look like him have not had which to me speaks to here that have not had here so he's trying to change the experiences of the people here because he's here not on these other fucking continents so like what the fuck are you talking about like <laughs> that's not something to get mad about my first question is that i don't know how one person would go back and undo slavery i got questions about the process and what the fuck that would look like but as far as it being racist like what all right white people you know have at it i guess but i don't get it like as a black person i am not offended i just have questions about how the fuck he would even be able to do that because it was so many areas like i just don't know well stopping american slavery mm-hmm. would probably mean that he's still in africa or something like i mean i don't understand i don't know what the ending looked like because i mean he so let's talk about i guess how could you go back and end slavery how do you think you can go back and end American slavery? Stop the people that came and took all of those folks over on the ship. Stop them from ever taking those people. But that's not to do say. Do we think that a Christopher Columbus would have came about anyway? But that's what I'm saying. Like, like I feel like like if we went back and killed Christopher Columbus, somebody would somebody else have came. come to the because, Americas because slavery didn't just happen um, here. Yes, I think that eventually somebody else. But I think the issue with Christopher Columbus was the savagery that he brought with him, his individual self. Like, Christopher Columbus was the head of, like, killing different colonies and groups of people because he was looking for gold, and they didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But, like, what? There is not going to be a way for you to enslave a race where they're just kind of like, okay, that sounds cool. We'll do it. Like, I feel like it's going to have to be some force. It's going to have to be some fuck shit that happens. Well, slavery wasn't necessarily about... Slavery wasn't about that. Because when you're talking about Africa, you're talking about groups of people that had their own conflicts that captured other mm-hmm. other tribes. So I think slavery happened, most of it happened because they were willing to get rid of their captives. They were willing to get rid of people that won a part of their tribe. And yeah. they were like, well, you can take them hundred people but over that's there. That's what that I mean. Shit. So like, I don't know if somebody wanted to go back and, and prevent that from happening at what point would you need to go back i really wish we could talk about it in game but at what point would you need to go back like to in order for that to not happen and and for it to not happen later on so like even if you stopped it in this instance what's gonna keep it from happening well it depends on if we believe that shit's gonna happen anyway like that's that final destination yeah kind of you know yeah premonition type shit like it it says that the shit gonna happen regardless because the universe is deemed that it's gonna happen. That you're supposed to die. So yeah, like, so you're gonna, die. you're gonna die. You can't survive some shit. So if we look at it like that, then I mean, I guess it will happen at some point. But I'm thinking that it depends on what the original reasoning for them to like. I'm pretty sure Christopher Columbus didn't pitch to the king and queen that I want to go murder as many fucking people as I can looking for gold. I mean. Christopher Columbus' story was so distorted. I don't know if you know much about Christopher Columbus for real. I know it's been... He was a kook. Yeah. Like, he believed the world was shaped in some kind of weird cylindrical form or some shit. Like, he, that's how, like he was so far outside of even the flat earthers that, they, that the king and queen basically sent him away because he was just fucking crazy. Like, get the fuck out like, of here. Like, get the like, fuck on. Here, go do this. So, he didn't <laughs> go to the king and queen and say, we're going to go look for new colonies and slaughter whoever we can. Yeah. And And... He didn't do that, 
right? So I'm thinking that if Christopher Columbus was dead, maybe it would have been somebody who was reasonable who would have said, look, we're going to go look for a new land. But if they would have came across people, maybe they wouldn't have fucking murdered all of them. Yeah. You know, maybe they would have actually looked to exchange and things with them. You know, so I'm not inclined to believe that it would have just been a Christopher Columbus. I think that we just got the worst case scenario of a person coming over here to kill the natives. But Christopher Columbus wasn't even, but then Christopher Columbus ain't even have shit to do with black folks for real. He just came over here and fucked up the natives. Yeah. So. It's the one. We that, have to go to the African slave trade time. Yeah. And the, and stop the all of those boats from coming over with all of the people packed in. I don't think we could stop. I don't think that would have made a difference. Because, see, now we're talking about stopping boats. But the action was put in plan by people on land. So, even if all those, let's say all of those boats drowned in the ocean because of a big storm. Mm-hmm. Or the Kraken came out of the water and dragged them all down, right? It don't change that America was expecting a whole bunch of people to be slaves. They just gonna send more boats over there, yeah, and bring more in. American gods. There's a part in American gods where there is again, and it's so disjointed. I don't know. I don't know why or what this was supposed to signify. What god he was supposed to be? There's a scene on American gods. It's a slave ship, and all of the slaves are, you know, packed in the bottom like they were. And this man appears that they can see and talk to, who is dressed uh, like the future. And he's encouraging them to burn the boat down, which the slaves are like, okay, but we gonna die too. And he basically encourages them to do that to avoid them becoming slaves. But it's like, it's other ships. <laughs> like, so again, that's another part of American gods that didn't make no sense to me. And I guess maybe it's explained later. It just, it was too much. But there was a scene where this black god, I don't know who, which god it was supposed to be, appeared on a slave ship and was talking to the slaves and was like, you know, you should burn the ship down basically and fuck these white people fuck them up but we gonna die too <laughs> how is that helpful maybe it maybe there ain't no way to go back in time and i just don't know how you would it's it's such a i mean you could go back in time and tell the africans not to be giving away people or i don't know it's i don't know but you have to be really parts. convincing that you was from the future yeah <laughs> Well, like I you, feel like if you if you just appear from the future in Africa, they just gonna spear your ass like immediately. Yeah, they not even, and then you, you can't even talk their language, so yeah. you have to go somewhere where they can speak your language. So I don't know that. So my issue with the Jack thing is that it's just I don't know how he would even accomplish that, but it isn't because he wanted to go back and stop slavery. I don't think that that's racist. I think white people need to have a seat. Well, Shogun and Leroy Ketchum, if y'all play Jack's story. On Mortal Kombat, let us know how that shit happened. How he do it? Yeah, cause I. It's not likely to be realistic. It's Mortal Kombat. I yeah. mean, they didn't they didn't bring in a whole team of time travel experts to see how slavery could be undone if it was going to be undone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> in news that make you say, "What the fuck, Bun B?" Okay, Bun B. 
for anybody that is listening that I don't know who Bun B is. Bun B is a rapper that was a part of what was he a part of? Um, UGK. UGK. Um, and apparently some dumbass decided to attempt to invade his home. <laughs> invade. It, when you a home invasion. That's when, a strong word, ain't it? No, when. So he was trying to he was gonna take the car. So th- the reason why I said home invasion is because this is what happened. Um there was a knock at their door. His wife opened it thinking it was a possible delivery. Instead, she found a mass robber armed with a gun who forced his way inside. Hmm. Uh the robber demanded valuables and Bun's wife offered up her um her Audi in the garage. Bun B had heard all the commotion from upstairs and grabbed his gun to confront the shooter and shot him. Don't think he died, but it's like, it's Bun B! <laughs> like, you think he's not about the shit he was rapping about? Like, you think that, that he was just... <laughs> like, I, Bun B is the last person to house, I feel like. Maybe he ain't never listened to UGK. Must not have. But like even Maybe he L- only listened to Kanye West. LL Cool J house a few years ago. Same shit happened. But he he didn't shoot him. He like beat the fuck out. It's LL Cool J. Those muscles are not fake. <laughs> Those are real fucking muscles. He whooped the nigga's ass trying to break into his house. <laughs> Maybe it is people who don't know these folks and don't know anything about them. But LL Cool J is a rapper, but it ain't even got nothing to do with him being a rapper. That nigga is swole. He's not the one you want to fist fight for his valuables. <laughs> Maybe the only thing that he know about Bun B is that Kanye West met him at the Source of World Awards and the girl had with him ass could have won the Horse Awards. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that lyric? I don't. Kanye West's first album, he had a last song. It's about 12 minutes long, but it was talking about his, like, rise to success from Jay-Z and all them, mm-hmm. like, make, taking his beats. But when he finally decided to, like, put some rhymes out, they was like, okay, we hear you. But that song had a line in it that said, um, I met Bun B at the Source Awards. The girl he had with him ass could have won the Horse Awards. <laughs> I like the song, but yeah, that was it. Was just a bunch of different ramblings. Uh, it sounds like he tried to find a way to put all of the hot lines that he done wrote when, when he was making beats in like one song. Yeah. Well, Bun B is is like he said, uh, mayonnaise color beans. I push miracle whips. <laughs> like you know, like a dude who like all the hot lines he yeah. found. He was like, I'm gonna put them all in one song. That'll be that'll be hot, but. But yeah, but he is about, about that life. That's not who you want to go running up on, trying to rob. And it was so random. I saw this in the news and I was like, Bun B? <laughs> who is that trying to rob Bun B? Any member of UGK, don't do that. That's not, probably not where you want to go. This Me and Sugar had a um, conversation about gun control from that. Um, Oh, and you know my argument about gun control ain't what a person should be able to have in they in their house. Mm-hmm. It's about the level of comfort I'm forced to accept with people that can just carry guns around me. Everywhere, yeah. Like I said, I just do not want. I don't trust nobody. If I had a wife and a kid with me, I don't want nobody in the back of the room to get up and shoot. I don't know what their qualifications are. Yeah. Hey. I don't know if they actually train. 
I had this conversation with AC Blow about guns. I just feel like when these situations happen, when there's some, an active shooter with a gun, I feel like people start assuming that everybody who purchases a gun is like a fucking sniper. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know why you think in the midst of a crowd of people panicking with one nigga shooting that the answer to that is for m- multiple niggas to be shooting. Most people who own guns do not go to the gun range regularly. And even if they do, you are not trained okay you practice with your gun but like i feel like most gun owners i feel like they just think that in a in a high intense situation that they just gonna come out being a fucking sharpshooter and are gonna shoot the target first time you pull out your gun and that a lot of other innocent people ain't gonna get shot by friendly fire Like, I just, I don't want to be in a place where there's one person with a gun and then other motherfuckers who are there who are trying to help the situation have guns that they pull out and start shooting to. It's more bullets flying. And again, most people, just because you own a gun don't make you a sharpshooter. You just ain't. And a lot of people get these guns. They don't go to the range and shit and practice with these goddamn guns. So you just got a fool with a gun shooting. But even if they do, even if they are fucking... Born identity, <laughs> Jason Bourne. Even if they are the best shooter on earth, while I'm in Chick Fil A eating my damn chicken sandwich, I don't fucking know. You don't. I don't want you like if I see somebody pull out their gun, thinking some problems coming. I don't know. Like I wouldn't. Even, why put yourself in that risk? And you know what? While we have a society that does not give people who shoot the consequences for making those decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want. I need people to know that me not fucking up is very, very critical. Mm-hmm. Because if I fuck up, my life is gonna be compromised. Yeah. I need police to believe that. I need people who open carry to believe that. Because I want our society to say, "Listen, you have all the rights to protect yourself. You have all the rights to carry a gun with you. If you pull that gun out, even you know best intentions, and you kill somebody that they have no damn business being killed." Your fucking ass is going to jail because that's going to create a new culture for those people where they say, I ain't shooting nobody unless they outside my car or they finna jeopardize my own life right immediately. I don't want people jumping up thinking they finna be. Exactly. There's risk with it. It's the same thing for police. Uh, I'm not going to be comfortable with nobody having the ability to shoot until our society says that if you shoot the wrong person, you're going to get fucked up. We don't need a situation where it's possible if you get off because your intent or because you were scared. If you shoot the wrong person, you should have some consequences. Yep. And that will make you think deeply about when you're going to pull that trigger and when you're not. And I just I can't feel until our society has a more responsible rhetoric that will make me feel that level of comfort. I just can't accept that anybody sitting next to me can just have a pistol, you know. And decide that they're going to try to play hero. Like I said, I don't know why people assume that if it's, if it's, you know, a room of 20 people and one person come in, one crazed person come in with a gun, that any of these people in there that have guns are going to be able to, like, sharpshoot the one person with the gun. Because chaos ensues, okay? In the goddamn mall, a lot of people, the mall shooting that happened here, 
a lot of people got hurt from being trampled. People panic. People are running. And so you, with your gun, are going to have to be able to make sure that you shoot the right motherfucker in the midst of all of this chaos. Your untrained ass, who may just be going to the gun range, shooting at a, a steel target. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a fucking different story. So for me, I, I don't feel better to know that if an active shooter start happening, it's all a bunch of goddamn people in the mall with guns. That don't make me feel better. Because I feel like I'm more likely to get shot now. Because the mother, the people with good intentions trying to help. You're not trained. <laughs> that being said, even if like guns was outlawed, or if Bun B didn't have a gun, the fact that somebody pushed their way into your house, like me, I don't give a fuck what would have happened to you. Oh no. You no. know what I'm saying? Like I don't give. If, but in that situation where it's one on what you protecting your home as opposed to like people that are open carrying out in these public places. But and that's what I'm saying. Like the did like if if they would have said that uh that Bun B lined his ass up with an AR-15 <laughs> or an assault rifle or a goddamn rocket launcher, I don't give a fuck. If he had one of them Half Life guns where it had a, like a <laughs> it had like a a, a Buzzsaw blade on it, and he shot that bitch and cut him across the middle. Look, I don't give a fuck. Should've you should have been in that man's house. Exactly. You you came in that man's house and found out that he had some shit he ain't supposed to have. <laughs> and you know what? Don't nobody give a fuck. Nope. He ain't going happened. to jail. Nope. It don't matter what he got. That's what happened. I feel like if he had a rocket launcher and shot this man <laughs> after his wife got out the way and blew that man up, <laughs> and the police said, "What happened here?" <laughs> Well, I mean, I happen to have a classic collectible <laughs> rocket launcher, and it just happened to be available, and I blew him away, and it was like, right. well, you, you know, I mean, you I guess if you home. and your wife safe, I guess. So my <laughs> argument ain't what you can have at home. My oh, argument yeah. is what you can out. bring out here with Open me. Carrot, yeah. Fuck that. But yeah, Bun B, this is the set. Like I said, when I saw this, it automatically made me think about when LL Cool J had to whoop a nigga ass for trying to break into his house. And again, it's like those muscles are real. <laughs> This nigga work out religiously. He those muscles are real. He whooped his ass as he should have. Fuck is you going to somebody else's house taking they shit for? You should have got your ass whooped. Mm. You know, Bun B man, <laughs> Bun B. But like I said, I don't, must, he must not know who, who house this was. He, he couldn't have because Bun B is that nigga like. It's some people, like, especially some of these new rappers that be rapping about shit and you be like, nigga, whatever. But, like, some of these older rappers, like, they will shoot you with no problem. Like, yeah. Uh, you gonna get shot if you go running up in Bun B house. 100%. Gonna happen. Nobody's gonna care. Nobody will mourn you, sir. Just <laughs> a stupid ass. Did you hear about the school that came up with a dress code for parents? Yeah, and I've, you know, I'm not a parent. I have a lot of parents on my timeline, and, and there were people that were upset, but it's like, as somebody that works with the public, I have people all the time that come, parenting classes, anger management classes, for therapy that just rolled the fuck out of bed. And these are people that are getting out of their cars, coming into a pl an establishment with a bonnet on and house shoes, and they don't care. <laughs> and it's like, really? Like, I feel like that's one of them things people shouldn't have to fucking tell you not to do. And maybe because I don't have kids, because a lot of the parents was like, you know, 
you know you when you when you a parent and you gotta you know be trying to get all your kids to school and you don't be really worried about how you look okay nobody's telling you that you need to put on a three-piece suit but you couldn't take the goddamn bonnet off your head dude like i just i don't wear my bonnet out i have bonnets but i don't ever wear them out like that's never but you also have hair that people envy okay i do some people got cynthia hair (laughs) all right they some people got hair where you see their head and you be like, why the fuck didn't you put on a bonnet before you came out of this bitch, or a baseball cap or something? Put on an actual hat. They make hats. Put a hat on then. Don't put the bonnet. I just I hate seeing people. Man, what the fuck is bonnet. wrong with a bonnet? What's the difference between a bonnet and a hat? Because a bonnet is like a, a um, the same thing I feel when I see somebody with a shower cap on. That shit is for the shower. It's not the bonnet is for you to sleep in and keep your hair from getting frizzy. It's not a hat. It was never meant to be a hat. It is not a hat. But it covers your head. It the does. level of appropriateness is subjective deeply. No. Because you just think that it's just meant for this one thing. I don't ju- it ain't just me though. Like <laughs> the general consensus among most professional people that I see when we see somebody out with a fucking bonnet. These are black women that wear bonnets. We all got bonnets. My motherfuckers didn't wear baseball caps until baseball. Them motherfuckers wore fedoras and all kind of hats. Baseball cap. We could say baseball caps are for baseball. But Why base- the fuck you wearing this shit to Walmart? Baseball caps were always worn out in the general public though. This is some shit. That's like saying, like, why I can't wear my lingerie? I wear it at home. It's my lingerie. Let me wear it out. If you wear lingerie out, you might get a public indecency charge. You can't just wear the shit just cause. Like, see, we talking about the difference between something that is intently used for sexual interaction. Bonnets are used to keep your hair together when you are sleeping. It. The whole purpose of them, especially them being made out of silk. Is so that your cotton sheets don't fuck but your hair But what makes up. it inappropriate in terms of going to a school, what makes it inappropriate, though? Because it's some shit that you're supposed to... It, it's having your bedroom. It's like going somewhere in your pajamas. It's it ain't like a deal, though. It's, I mean, damn, it serves a purpose. A person just woke up, and that's what they got on their head because they ain't got their hair together. It's just a fucking thing to cover your head up for the moment. This is what my hair looked like under my bonnet. I well, close, but I just took a, a headband and put it on and made it into a ponytail and came the fuck out. That took me five seconds. Okay. Because you got fern hair. <laughs> you got fucking hair that you can do shit like that and it still look acceptable. Did you say fern hair? Yes. It's like a fucking fern. It's just red. But it anybody can make a ponytail like if you have not everybody if you have enough hair you can make a ponytail let me preface with that and i feel like that does not look as bad as wearing a fucking bonnet and i don't say this because it's black women if i saw a white woman wearing i don't know if they wear shit on their head at night i really don't but if they do you don't wear that shit outside period white black indian i don't give a fuck who you are it annoys me when i see that shit stop wearing your bonnets out I hate going in Walmart and seeing bitches walking around in bonnets and house shoes. You couldn't be bothered to put on no regular shoes and take that shit off your head. Then you get to hate it. You get to hate it. But our society should not make rules of where a parent can be, especially when it's connected to their children, because of something arbitrary like a fucking bonnet. But you have... When you go to work, you have a dress code that you have to stick to. The kids at the school have to stick to Well, as long as the goddamn principal dress how she's supposed to... If the kids have to dress in a certain way, the parents having to not be dressed 
inappropriately i don't think it's unreasonable because they're not telling them they gotta come dressed up they simply saying not your pajamas and don't have a fucking bonnet on your head it's not like they telling them that you ain't gotta go out and buy a whole new wardrobe because the school changed the dress code you just can't roll out of bed and take your kid to school that's all i feel like this teeter's too far on the line of classism and people who can't deeply understand how much poverty plays in the people's ability to be as appropriate as the people above them want them to be i just look clearly look me i'm and you, saying this from i grew up poor as fuck okay at my i have never my mom worked her ass off okay always has i've never seen that woman leave the house with her fucking bonnet on her head no matter how tired she was no matter if she was just running up the piggly with my mom always made sure she looked presentable before she left the fucking house like i don't think that that's a poverty thing that's just a respect thing like she just never i've never seen her leave the house with her bonnet on her head and or that, her hair wrapped that's up a big part of my issue that's a big part of my issue we ain't talking about a rolling epidemic where it's a ton of people nah. who's just dressing crazy clearly it was only one woman that they sent away from enrolling because she had uh enrolling her child because she had a bonnet on her head but why should that be a reason as that much, they keep her from being able to enroll her child into the school. As much as I see these women come up to our center, I can believe that it is much more than just that one woman. Because these women are mothers, and I can assure you that they probably go into the schools that they have to go to pick their children up for a dress the same way that they come to these classes where they have to get out of their car and sit in a room with people with house shoes and bonnets and, and pajamas on. Well, the problem with this situation, from my perspective, is going to be that if a parent can't or is not willing to go to the school dressed in whatever rules they have it's going to be the school's responsibility to send somebody to that what house to enroll to that child that they can't wear their pajamas and a bonnet you act like again like it's not something that is doable for these parents or it's impossible I, i'm not fond of teetering on the line of these systems determining what a parent should or should not do if they are covered if they are not butt naked if they hair is covered if whatever's covered see when you talk about the bonnet that's why i'm focused on the bonnet it's the same you're talking about a level of social appropriateness it's like saying that the kids should be able to come and wear whatever the fuck they want to wear at the school and it, they shouldn't have a dress uh uh policy on what the kids can't wear everywhere that you go in life where it is going to be somewhere that's ran and controlled by somewhere else there are rent parameters set in about how you go into those fucking places this ain't no well, different that's a real convenient argument now because there's never been a dress code for parents anywhere coming to any school so making that argument now is really moot I feel like this should have been something that's always been addressed if it was this important to Maybe these systems. They so, were scared to do it before. Well, from that my perspective, get upset about well, from my perspective, which people are upset about the it, only yeah. thing these systems are supposed to address is the, the employees, the children that's there, and the parents are only vicariously a part of that system by their children. They're not an actual part of that system. So I just don't like teetering on the line. And like I said, this is why I'm focusing on the bonnet. It's because it's so arbitrary. And it's only about the social expectations of where that thing is supposed to be used when it's just a tool at that moment when they're using it to cover their hair. We get to a point where somebody who is up here who says, well, I don't you, I don't wear bonnets out in public, you know, 
telling somebody down here who would wear a bonnet in public, maybe because they don't have the money to get their hairstyle the way the other person do all the time, or maybe their hair ain't the texture of the person who, who got it and they have a more difficult time dealing with hairstyle, or maybe their hair don't grow as appropriately, or maybe they just got childhood trauma based on, you know, natural hair and changes, and they need something to cover up, and a hat wasn't going to do it for them. And so a bonnet did it all in one swoop. I'm just not fond of allowing a system up here that can act based off of me being better or me having more access to this other group when it's arbitrary. I don't if you if you telling them don't wear don't wear just suspenders with the two suspender parts covering your nipples, don't wear that clearly. But something is arbitrary as something that covers you up. Pajamas, come on. I mean, they cover you up. If somebody rolled out of bed to come to your house or, or to come to the school to handle business, why is it why aren't you taking care of business because of what they got on? I'm just not a fan of that shit, man. Why would you go handle business in your pajamas is the better question. Why listen, would you do listen. That? You know they tell us in our in counseling not to ask why, right? <laughs> but you will ask why every fucking client you have about the dumbass shit all of your clients do if why was something that we asked. It would be. So it's not like you don't understand that people have an upbringing that have them make certain decisions. What I'm saying is they should have a better upbringing. I'm saying that it is easy for them to make that change, but the expectation of these people to understand the whys of why these people do things and for them not understanding it and making rules based off of their lack of understanding of how they exist is a problem. But I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that. I do not understand, again, why it would be difficult for you to remove a bonnet off of your head. It takes two seconds. And I just don't, but the whole, you you may not have the kind of hair, like, it, no. <laughs> because if that's the case, then you just, this, these people would just be having their bonnets on all the goddamn time, whenever they couldn't afford to or go get their uh, money. And they don't. You don't see people in the club with a bonnet on. You know why? Because it is not an appropriate place, and they don't want to be judged having that fucking bonnet on in the middle of the club. Because they don't nigga gonna come talk to them. Fuck all of that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Because they've been telling black boys to cut their fucking dreads off. They've been telling kids that got dreadlocks that they can't be enrolled in this school. They've been taking legitimate hairstyles and telling them they can't have that. I'm just not for the policing of what the fuck black people gonna do with their hair I don't think and whether they. Is a well, I don't. I don't care. I mean, I don't. If the the same school that told these kids they can't have dreadlocks if the parent took their bonnet off and she had dreads, they'd be telling her that shit's inappropriate too. I'm just not for the policing of arbitrary shit. If your hair is covered because you grown as fuck and you want it covered and you want to cover it by something that you fucking traditionally sleep in, you should be able to do it. I don't give a fuck. If I came to the school to handle some shit for my kid and I had on some shit that you didn't agree with, but you call me up here to handle this shit and you finna make me go back home and change my clothes and come back to handle that shit, we gonna have problems, okay? I would not, well, I guess I, this will never be an issue for me because it's something I wouldn't do anyway. We ain't talk, but we ain't talking about you though. We talking about but the you, groups of people who do this shit who don't understand that level of social appropriateness and would come no, and do this shit. They know some of them know. Like again, I the, where I work, it is a ton of people that come up all the time in they fucking pajamas and with with, with silk bonnets on their head all the time. Like that is if not, they know why they do it. What do you mean? Because they, they feel like they should be able to just wear it for. They didn't feel like taking it off, so they didn't, and they shouldn't have to. But what's wrong with that? It's not appropriate for you to come up here. Is that gonna change how business. you counsel them? 
<laughs> is that going to change the input that you give them about whatever situation it's they give not, you? But it is going to not me as a counselor, but them going into some of these other places trying to handle business, it sure will have an impact on the kind of help and assistance that you will get. Yeah, it will. Me as a therapist, no. But if they come into me dressed like this, that means that they're going to handle other business in their life dressed like that as well. And yeah, it will impact it in other places where they don't have to. They don't have an ethical standard. And, where they and that's great. That. A place where you face consequences based off of how you dress is the school is not one of them. If you are calling me up here to sign a piece of paper for my child, it don't matter how fuck I'm dressed. If you're calling me up here to address a situation that my child had with you, then what I have on don't make a difference. Okay, that parent, so you're saying whatever they have on, it don't matter. Whatever it is that they have on should be fine. I'm saying that it's not going to impact what they're trying to achieve. Of course not. But if it's not appropriate, so regardless of what their parents show up having on, you think that the school should still engage with them? No, about whatever I, I made the comment about if they got on just suspenders. If it's not sexually appropriate in terms of if so it's if it's too revealing, that's I'm, the only. I'm, I'm talking about arbitrary shit. If your whole body is covered, but it just happens to be by a pajama, a fucking Winnie the Pooh, fucking onesie. Then I don't know why fuck you came out here with it, but hey, sign this paper, go home. Damn, let's not call this mama back, okay? If we can avoid it, send that shit home with the kid. This is what schools have been doing forever because ain't no rules ever dictated that we gotta have parents out here not wearing bonnets. Well, now there is. Maybe at this one school, and you know what? Ain't nobody fond of that shit. Because the reality is, it is the school's job to educate children in that district. A school can't turn a parent away for enrolling a child if they came there prepared to enroll their child. You can't do it. The school can't do that. That's against the law. You can't turn that parent away because the school has to figure out how to do that. In Shelby County, that shit won't fly because I work with this school system. These schools have to do everything to get these parents. Now, if a parent don't enroll their child, they about to come to, they about to go to a truancy court and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, so to me, like I said, that classic system, that system that get parents in this cycle of being looked at. Now, if that parent dressed like that and that child start getting called, you know, bonnet kid or some shit like that, then I guess them consequences is what come with it. And I guess you're going to have to figure that out. And I'm sure it is kids who, I'm sure there have been situations where somebody mama came dressed like crazy and somebody, kids are mean. But I'm that's, sure that the, has that's the dynamic. I mean, in Spider-Man <laughs> Spider Into the Spider-Verse, the daddy police officer dropped him off in the middle of the school and said, say I love you. Like, that's always been a kid dilemma. Kids the ones that have a conversation with their parent that say, mama, don't come to the school dressed like that. These kids be talking. It ain't the school that ever had to do that. So to me, I feel like it's but okay. So should the kid not care? So the kid that your mama came up to the school doesn't matter what she had on. Why are you upset about the what kid she ain't had a on? system? It I'm does. talking about this system. Yes, yes, it does matter. It does matter that it's a system. I'm not giving a one size fits all wide range. Anybody should be okay with the parent what a parent wear. I'm saying that this system should not be dictating that these arbitrary things like a pajama set or a bonnet be what dictates why we're not going to allow your child to progress at this school. That's holding up major progress from that child. What happens when the registration period is over? You know, because they sent that parent home and the parent couldn't get a ride to come back. Well, now they got to do it in a week, but now it's fees attached to doing it now because you're doing everything late. 
because that's when they had to get another ride. And now you got a parent who didn't have any fees to pay already, and they had to find this money, and now they got money. It's impacting how they pay. They be, like we're not taking into account. So if you, because the school always is staying in contact with the parents. So what you're telling me is that if the school sends out a letter that says these things are not going to be allowed anymore, and a parent comes up there anyway, knowing that they wasn't supposed to, that it is the school's fault for turning that parent away for them breaking a rule that they knew about before they decided to come up there dressed the same fucking way that the rule said that they couldn't be dressed as. I'm not, look, I'm not addressing a system that gives those rules and sends that to those parents. But that, it's a school. You don't think that the school sent this out to the parents saying No! These parents are the reason that it happened. The reason that this is a big fuss is because a parent without these rules existing came to enroll their kid, told them that their shit wasn't appropriate, and sent them back. Don't know rules exist yet. This is where the rules are coming to exist after they already did this shit. So I'm not talking about when rules exist. Clearly, once rules are set into place, you got to fucking follow. Something has to happen in order for the rule to be set in place. So for this particular school, it was her coming up there. And so now, moving forward, you're acting like this going to all the parents ever. It's going to impact that particular parent. But I can guarantee you, whenever the school board or whoever made the decision that this going forward, the parents all got information saying that this is how it is now. Don't come back up here like this no more. So it isn't going to be that widespread and it's going to impact that mom or any other mom I, in the interim. I don't think it's going to turn into a rule because the principal made this rule and the principals can't make them kind of rules. The superintendent got to make these yeah. kind of rules for their whole system. So personally, I don't think it's going to turn into shit. I don't think they're going to start making dress codes for parents. I mean, I think at this point, parents are going to be a little bit more responsible and they're going to send out notes to say, hey, be aware and wary of the type of influences that you having on the children when you're bringing, you know, when you're wearing certain, certain stuff and it's going to change how some people dress. But at the end of the day, even that one parent, that one parent that it would impact, I don't want, I don't want the system determining how they supposed to interact. And I feel like if it should have been something that's been addressed, they should have been addressed this shit long ago. Not now, it's, but that's going to go into my next story. What else you got in that, in that situation? No, nothing. Crown. Not Crown Royal. Okay, because that's where I was. <laughs> the Crown Act is a an act in pa- uh, California that was passed to ban race-based hair discrimination in schools and workplaces. Okay. This goes along with the, you know, the kid. This ain't because of that kid, but the kid who ha- had to be cut. Mm-hmm. And this video is of little kids with dreadlocks who mm-hmm. were being told they can't go to, like, private Christian schools. Yeah. But uh, the Crown Act is the create a respectful an open workplace for natural hair bill uh, that was introduced by um, Senator Holly J. Mitchell. Um, It updates California's anti-discrimination laws, noting that the definition of race also includes traits historically associated with race, including but not limited to hair texture and protective hairstyles and would define protective hairstyles for purposes of these provisions. Uh, See, that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Because your hair is not something that you can help. My hair grow like this, just what it is. Now, not putting a bonnet on my head, I could control that. How my hair grows out of my head, you policing that is a lot more difficult for me because this is what my fucking hair naturally does without me doing anything to it. So what you're wanting me to do is go against nature and either put in a chemical to try to straighten it so it looks more like that or cover it up or whatever. So that I'm with. That makes total sense to me. I'm going to call you out, Red. Okay. We talking about a girl who dated a guy 
where his natural hairline was something that she needed him to put a hat on. I did. When they was having intimate interactions. Yes. But you telling me that when you, the way your natural hair grow is something that just should be accepted yes. and nobody should be able to tell somebody how they supposed to cover that up or how they or, or force them to show that. The difference in that is that that was uh, um, a preference in a dating situation and not me saying you can't come to the school until you fix your fucking hair. Like that is that way naturally. That's completely different. I have a right in a dating scenario to not like somebody that hair line goes to the back side of their head. It was terrible. His hairline was awful. That is different to me than a child not being able to go to this school because her pigtails are not what Becky's pigtails are. That's a whole different thing. So, yeah, I did make him keep a hat on because he looked it was weird. He looked bad without oh Jesus. He looked so good with the hat on. With the hat on, he was a 10. He took that goddamn hat off and he went down to a three. I don't understand it. Hairlines matter. It matters. I'm just saying, if we whittle the conversation down to this is just my hairline, this is just how it grows. Yeah. People should accept this is how Women, it grows. But now, because everybody has a you when you're in a dating situation, everybody has preferences, and so right now at the weight that I am, it's certain guys that ain't gonna want to date me because I might be too heavy. Or I'm not gonna go to the gym with them. They had a right to feel that way. They just not gonna date me. Or when I was skinnier, there were people who didn't want to date me because I was too thin. They had a right to their preference. That's a preference. But telling a child you can't come to school because, yeah, I know that's how your hair naturally is, but it's not acceptable for us is crazy. Or, you know, dreads in some families has some spiritual, like, you can't tell them that. That's different. That is not something that, that can be helped without you forcing some kind of serious, again, a chemical or something like that. It is not a requesting a wardrobe change, which I feel like is completely different. But the whole telling somebody their hair ain't professional and appropriate because it's just what it is. Like, I just don't look like white folks' hair. It just don't. It never has. So, for me, that makes more sense. I'm with the crown. That makes, yes, please, leave, let these kids just have their hair and, and let them be able to wear it and be proud of it and not tell them that it ain't okay. So... She had uh, she had a bunch of experiences in workplaces to where when she got the job, she would have it up in a bun or something. But as mm-hmm. soon as she put it down, um, she would start hearing things like, you know, make sure what you're doing is in protocol. And like people was having different response. And this is like universal. Like there's a lot of women with natural hair who mm-hmm. are communicating about these, yeah. these dynamics. Mm-hmm. And so, the like, military, even in the military, has been an issue. As it pertains to the earlier story, I like, I understand, I understand, but I'm getting to the point where accepting these systems, the reasons they come up with stuff and how they come up with them, I'm just really skeptical behind it. I'm just really skeptical behind it because if it's if it's five white people around a round table saying that's just ghetto, like we don't need that. You know, it, it that's fucking offensive. But I so, feel like you could have five black people around the table. If, if I was one of those black people, I would have been like, yes, no more bonnets. I well, been I, on the- I can't <laughs> accept the possibility of somebody doing it with a hint of prejudice. When it's a system that we know has done a lot of shit based yeah. off of prejudice. That's my problem with the other situation. It's like, 
I mean, damn, get a community, like have the principal get a community advocate to go into the black community who understands these dynamics and do some outreach. But don't just sit here and turn a kid away because a parent don't meet these standards that you just created. And you know what, who created? I bet it was a white person in front of them that said that's, we're not, this is inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my feeling. It could have been a black person, but that like that's- Well, why the kids make fun of it? Wait, what? what are you talking about? It was. I was going back to the other situation uh-huh. about uh, who made whoever, it inappropriate when she had whoever walked up with that bonnet or those pajamas or whatever, and mm-hmm. who told him that's inappropriate. I part of me just feel like it was a white person, just because white person, white people are mostly run all these systems anyway. I mean, I would do. That. I've done that with some of my folks, like especially if they're not there for therapy, but they there for class. Like, girl, why don't you got your bonnet on? I've like jokingly said that, but in. I'm serious because it's like, why the fuck you got this bonnet on? Why you didn't take this off? I, it annoys me. I just don't understand why you would walk around with your bonnet on. And I would do the same thing, you know? <laughs> it's like, if my client you. had on a bonnet, I'd be like, you know, how you, you looking for a stepdaddy for your challenge? You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, get it with but, that but, but she gonna say, my hair ain't done. It look horrible. Like, this is the only other option. I don't buy baseball caps. The only thing I got to cover my hair with is this bonnet. And I don't like bonnets either, but here it is. Well, my client, I've had somebody say, like, I ain't do my hair. It can't look worse than this bonnet. That's what yeah, Yes, saying. the fuck it can. Yes, the fuck it can. I just. Yes, it can. I hate bonnets. Like, and I, you know, maybe it is because of how my hair is. And so, because I, I literally, this right here, I will do all day as opposed to walking out of the house with my fucking bonnet on. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't even walk the dogs. In the morning time when I go walk them, I don't even walk them. I don't like walking them with my bonnet on my head. And I'm at home technically, but I'm out where other people can see me. So, and I just hate wearing the fucking bonnet. So I got a client. The crown, I'm with. Them. I had a client. It's a, It was a girl. She was 18 years old, and I don't. If 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 a girl, I won't. I don't stay in nobody nowhere by myself with a a female client. Okay. Uh, except when I'm at a school, mm-hmm. we in the office or whatever. Uh, but this female client happened to not. She lived on her own, so I'll pick her up and we go somewhere public. We go to somewhere to eat mm-hmm. or something like that for counseling. I wish she would have some on her head sometimes. <laughs> And, or or she just be dressed so inappropriately, I'd be like, I don't even know how to address this shit. Like, what would she have on? Uh, one of the last times she had on a, um, she's a bigger girl, but she had on just like a wife beater, and that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. I look like a creep. Or something, but yeah, because you're a guy, you can't. Yeah, like so. I, I, I mean, would have been like, "What your bra?" <laughs> yeah, you know. But I'm a woman, I can do. But that. I dress. I I've addressed some things when it comes to just saying, uh, you know, your appearance makes a big difference when you're like uh, application and stuff. So how do you do your hair? Because your hair now is like kind of. I don't really care who see me. I do that. Like, I had them conversations, mm-hmm. but I want to know what you do for when you have an interview. Or if you have a bad hair day, but you got to go to work, like, what do you do then? Like, I've had those conversations. But I'm, I, so as an individual, I'm all for the criticism. As somebody in the culture who understands, I'm all for saying, hey, this, you know, this ain't appropriate to these folks out here, right? But as a system that generally just going to say, 
this is how we gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, man. I just do not like it. I don't like it's other ways to communicate that to the to the community outside of saying we as a school system are going to impact your child's ability to have education based on our subjective opinion about what you have on. Even though you're covered, even though we just have uh, we know those things are for nighttime, but this is going to impact your child's ability to do to to come to this school. Every parent ain't that level of responsible. Every parent ain't that level of responsible to hold him to that shit. But so are you so you have to cater to the irresponsible parents then? Like it's the school. You have to be willing if you're not I don't want to say cater to those parents, but you got to be willing to let a kid suffer. If that parent don't. But I just I don't think it would get to a point where the parent would just be like, "Fuck it, I can't go up there like I want to. I'm just not going up there at all." If they were stubborn as your ass, they would. <laughs> you just happen to be at least reasonable stubborn. I mean, damn. I mean, I guess I don't know. To me, it's just it's a it's a simple just, and then you go. After it's that. to you. <laughs> to you, it's a simple. Yeah, it's just I don't get it. Like I said, I don't ever go anywhere. Like even if I'm running. It could be too. I didn't went to Walmart, you know, midnight, and I still won't do it. And I don't think nobody gonna be in there, but I still just don't feel like it's appropriate, so I just don't do it. Um, let me see. R. Kelly loses sexual abuse case after failing to appear in court because he says he was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. With all the videos of himself with them like young girls. R. Kelly was set to appear in Cook County Circuit Court for allegations that he sexually abused now 36-year-old Heather Williams when she was just 16. Back in February, Heather and R. Kelly had R. Kelly served with the legal documents while he was in jail for failing to pay child support. R. Kelly, uh, R. Kelly's attorney, Brian Nick, says this pushed him to the edge and caused him to be overwhelmed with all his legal, uh, all his legal issues. Cry me a fucking river. I don't feel sorry for that nigga. There ain't nothing you can say at this point that would make me feel sorry for Robert Kelly. Okay? Nothing. Nothing. I, there's no sympathy. There's no sympathy. There's no empathy. There ain't even apathy. Like, fuck him. <laughs> like, I don't, you, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. He overwhelmed. Well, he overwhelmed because of the shit that he's done in his life. These are all things that he has contributed to. So fuck that nigga. Can anybody know Robert Kelly being overwhelmed. Fuck out of here. He was overwhelmed. Just take your ass to court or don't take your ass to court and take your ass to jail. Whichever. I don't really give a fuck, but shut up about it. Overwhelmed. Mm, mm, overwhelmed mm. my ass. And part of it is probably that Lifetime is set to air a two-hour follow-up special called Surviving R. Kelly the Impact. <laughs> Where I guess it's going to be them talking about like what happened after the first special. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to examine all the things that happened since the three-part docuseries Surviving R. Kelly, which premiered back in January. Surviving R. Kelly, The Impact will feature clips from the original special, along with interviews with journalists, legal experts, nonprofit organizations, and psychologists that they discuss the accusations made against R. Kelly. Viewers will also get an in-depth look at R. Kelly's viral CBS interview with Gail King. <laughs> Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. <laughs> Everybody kill man. <laughs> that is like meme history now. That interview, those clips from that interview. <laughs> Fighting for my life. Nigga hush. 
Um, and also quickly speaking of prison, there is an aspiring fashion designer that is creating a clothing line out of prison materials while he's incarcerated. Look at this shit. Oh, I seen that. <laughs> but they can't see it, so explain. He took a mat from so they have these mats, right? When you go to prison, they give you it's not even a, a mattress. It's like a mat filled with shit. And so he took there and it has a plastic cover on it. And he has taken the plastic cover and added it to make like a baseball type shirt with the leather accents <laughs> or plastic accents, whatever, from the, the mat. Um, I, I just, and it's in Atlanta. And let me say this, okay? Cause I, Atlanta is the black gay Mecca of America. If you didn't know, it just is what it is. Atlanta is like a black gay man's dream to live because there's tons of other black gay men there. Um, and so uh, an Atlanta fashion designer designing prison clothes makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that it would be in Atlanta. Um, fashion, his name, what is his name? Shod? Fashion has been Shod's life and something he's been passionate about since growing up in, a, in Atlanta. I would like to think I was the flyest guy in high school and on the streets. He added, uh, he added that he had his first store on Bankhead at the age of 19 in Club Crucial's parking lot. What? <laughs> but after getting involved with the wrong crowd, Shod was locked up back in 2016 on robbery charges and expected to be released from prison in October of this year. He's taking the opportunity to not only learn from his mistakes, but to focus on his dreams and change his life around by creating The Trenches, a clothing line he has created from prison uniforms and materials. I want people to know my story because location doesn't determine destination. I want to inspire others to make something out of nothing and reach their full potential without making excuses, Shad said. Uh, probably the most impressive element about Shad's story is that he sews the clothes using only dental floss and a paper clip. While some of the material he uses includes wool blankets, pleather pillows, and more. Niggas. <laughs> First of all, listen, I watch a lot of like people like so there's a big I don't know if you know, it's a big market on YouTube of people that have served prison time that talks about prison and like how it is. I did not know how creative people in prison are like they find ways to do everything women find ways to make makeup because they they are given makeup but you know if you don't have money on your books or if you do have money on your books makeup is not really where you want to be spending that money so they have found out ways to use magazine pages and deodorant to like make eyeshadow like they creative as fuck okay did not know that they were as creative they be having pizzas and stuff it ain't the pizzas that we have <laughs> out here but yeah, like clearly. they make their own versions of stuff so him sewing the clothes with a paper clip and dental floss is not surprising but I just wonder what, how does that help with his time in prison? Like, are, is he popular in prison? Because it's like, go to Shaw, he'll hook you up, have you looking clean. <laughs> like, are they even allowed to wear, like, altered clothing? Don't they have to wear their uniform? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know that the jail would be okay with him basically destroying jail property to create his clothing. I don't understand. 
don't know it's weird whole whole thing is weird i don't know if that would make you more popular in jail or if it would be a problem <laughs> i don't know i feel like you can't walk out the fucking cell with this shit i mean how you he, can't walk around and jam pop with this the police they're gonna grab your ass take that shit throw it away that's him yeah, in a goddamn cell. Is he in this cell? I don't know. If that's I'm cell. just not inclined to believe that he can be out amongst everybody else. Now he is in a cell when he's he like, gonna get that shit took. He is like that shit would have to just stay in his cell, folded up, hid what, somewhere. What is the point of making it though? He done made all kind of outfits. Fuck you, mean? <laughs> he's in jail. I'm, oh yeah, true. he don't got shit else to do with his creativity. He's clearly creative as fuck. He, he took a mattress and drew that shit, color and drew that shit perfectly. And it fit. He, I mean, you got to do measurements to fit the clothes. His, I mean, the out the he made them for himself. They fit. They look like bought clothes. Like as far as the fit. There are people in jail who are creative, and well, their creativity is stifled because they in jail. But some people let that shit come out every now and then. Might have took him years to get to the point where he could do some shit like that. I just wonder, like how this has impacted his cred in jail if it helped it or hurt it probably hurt it man you know that that's the dumbass nigga that's cutting up his mattress <laughs> i guess if he want to be fly more than he want to have a decent back at <laughs> 50 and them damn mattresses already because they roll up they're they're made of nothing like i can't roll my mattress up like he ain't getting no more mattresses no. because he cut his up and made some clothes out of them so <laughs> they probably looking at him like look i mean he fly but i wouldn't do that shit <laughs> he artistic i mean get him to draw some stuff for my daughter that's what most like so again i watch, I watched this one called lock up 23 and one it's a white guy that obviously hung around a lot of black dudes because he just he got that vibe but um he would draw cards like he would charge people he would make cards for them to send to their old ladies and so he would like do whatever they wanted him to do because he could draw and that's how he made money that and tattoos he also was a tattoo i got cards from my daddy me and my brother oh somebody made them i know (laughs) i know my daddy couldn't draw yeah, so and that they, weird ass Donald Duck, like they weren't drawing them right, but you know, <laughs> it was a thought, the thought that counts. Well, and they paid up, so like you find somebody that can draw, and you give them like two ramen noodles for a card, like because that's their currency is like food items, mm-hmm. and and the ones where you could smoke cigarettes. Oh, but you can't smoke. I smokes with a cigarette. <laughs> Smoking with cigarettes. Kate Smith, uh, the New York Yankees, for however many years, have been playing Kate Smith's. Uh, what is it? God bless America. God bless America. Uh, like at the seventh inning, maybe they always play her little song. But you know what? We got the internet these days, and you can go back and look at Kate Smith's record. And Kate Smith has some racist songs. One of them is called Pickaninny Heaven. <laughs> and another one is called That's Why Darkies Were Born. I'm going to read the lyrics to these songs, okay? Uh, this, that's Why Darkies Was Born. Brothers, sisters went... Now, let me say this. 
it seems like she's trying to be endearing with how limited her ability to see black people as anything other than darkies grants her, right? I was reading the lyrics and I was like, I mean, it sounds like she might be trying to she might be trying to emphasize how much shit black people have to go through and saying that's kind of where their strength is. But the way that she said is that's why darkies were born. So clearly that's a fucking problem. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, when this world began, there was work to be done and it seemed that someone left it to the colored man. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, what must be must be. Though the balance is wrong, still your faith must be strong, except your destiny. Brothers, listen to me. Someone had to pick the cotton. Someone had to pick the corn. Someone had to slave and be able to sing. That's why darkies were born. <laughs> Someone had to laugh at trouble, though he was tired and worn. Had to be contended with any old thing. That's why darkies were born. Sing, sing, sing when you're weary and sing when you're blue. Sing, sing, that's what you taught all them white folks to do. Someone had to fight that old devil, shout about Gabriel's horn. Someone had to stroke that old train that would bring God's children to green pastures. That's why Darkie was born. I mean, Are that's you bad. you going to read Picking Any Heaven? I'm going to read Picking Any Heaven. I haven't read this one yet, though. I don't know what to say. Well, I, as much as I call Kodak Black this. This was made in 1933. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Little Piccaninnies listen to the tale of a place that I know is twice as high as the moon. You get there in a balloon. Haven't you been told of the place where the good little Piccaninnies go? I've just been there, so I ought to know. Great big watermelons roll around and get in your way in the Piccaninny heaven. Luscious pork chop bushes growing right outside your doorway nigga, what? in the Piccaninny heaven. <laughs> I've heard that they've even got a Swanee River made out of real lemonade. And though the good Lord took your mammy, she'll be waiting for you in the Piccaninny heaven. <laughs> heaven, heaven. They eat the windows and doors. They eat the ceilings and floors. Every kind of pet from a big teddy bear to a little Mickey Mouse. And old Black Joe is their Santa Claus. I've heard that they've even got a Swanee River made of real lemonade. And though the good Lord took your mammy, she'll be waiting for you in the Piccaninny heaven. Heaven, heaven. What is, is lemonade a black drink? What does she keep saying? I don't lemonade? know. Maybe they make the shit good as fuck. And white people are like, how do they make this good ass lemonade? They gotta have a river that shit and picking in any heaven. I want how the fuck they eating the river the windows and the doors and the I, ceiling and the floor. She didn't say it was made out yeah, of she food. <laughs> Pork chop bushes sound delicious though. It's watermelons just rolling around. <laughs> Look, listen. I think I said on the podcast at some point that watermelon don't taste the same to me no more for some reason. It just don't taste as good as it used to. I don't know why. I haven't been able to find a good watermelon in years. But when I tell you I went to Publix the other day. Publix always has good watermelon. No, because I've had some for Publix that really? wasn't good. As it go out of season, it gets bad. So I but thought, like when it's in season, theirs is the best. I thought I was tripping, but I, I, I just was like, I just need something. And I, I was thirsty. But I wanted food too, so watermelon got all the water in it and it got flavor. So I, I got that and I, I bit and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the watermelon I've been looking for. <laughs> it ain't me. It's the watermelon I've been choosing. So it it didn't refresh that shit. I was just standing there. Watermelon is refreshing. I was standing in the store the other day just staring at the watermelon like, I don't know which one of y'all is it. <laughs> so I ain't gonna get none of y'all. But you know, like clockwork, when this decision was made to pull her, there was a lot of people that were supporting her and asking, why would you do this? Why would you remove her? Because she thinks that black people haven't got 
pork chop trees and watermelons rolling around. Well, you know, it, it's like <laughs> it goes back to the same old dynamic. <laughs> Why, when we retroactively apply things to the present from the past, you know, is that fair? And to me, I think it, the fairness is oh, based white on. Oh, white lady that grew up in that time. I'm surprised people are surprised that she said some racist shit. Like, I don't think it, people are surprised that she said racist shit more so than <laughs> being surprised that upon finding it out and the Yankees pulling it, there was so many people saying, "What's the big deal?" <laughs> because I mean, picking in the heaven, Jesus. I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> I think it should be pulled myself. And I think it should be based on how much it impacts the culture. I just think that most of the time when it's black people arguing about some kind of change like that. It's never a big deal. It's never a big deal. Why because if this shit, if, if her shit was anti-Semitic instead of about black people, then she would definitely, that shit probably wouldn't have been planned for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know. And so. Pork chop trees. Are- pork chop bushes sound fucking amazing. If it's something you could control. <laughs> I just don't want her to be outside. Like, I don't think she know where pork chops come from. I think, she, I think she's uh, deeply misinformed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Is there anything else? Remy Ma, I talked about her last week punching that little girl, Britney, off of Love and Hip Hop in the face. Apparently, Britney really is moving forward with this shit because there is a picture of Remy Ma, Fat Joe, and... I don't know who the fuck this dude is. Some little dude. And she got on an ankle bracelet. <laughs> who remember Ma? Yes. So she's gotten into some serious legal trouble. It seems like behind punching this little girl in the face. So she wear ankle monitors now and shit. Well. So. Guess that what happened, man. That's why you shouldn't get caught up in the legal system, man. This is why you shouldn't fuck with Remy Ma. Like, people love to run their mouth. And Wait, then Remy Ma the one that got a fucking ankle bracelet on. What you mean watching people fuck with Remy Ma? Because you get punched in the eye. You think she care about wearing that ankle bracelet? She, she should. It? She don't, though. I guarantee you she know. She Remy punched that bitch in the eye for running her mouth, I'm sure. Yeah, and that just. She ain't going to punch the next person in the eye. Probably not. Probably not. Um, and then the only other thing I had is Jordan Wood said she was bullied by the world following the whole Tristan, Tristan Thompson scandal. The reason why people was reading her for filth is because she said, I understood for the first time what it's like being a black woman in society. Jordan. This what? was the first time you had to really. This was she the black? first. Jordan Woods, yeah. The fuck? Why all the fuck this, she compared that to race? All this other shit been going on and, and them getting mad at you about fucking or potentially fucking Chloe's baby daddy is what made you realize that being black, a black woman is hard. <laughs> okay, girl. She could have said home wrecker. Now I know how a home wrecker feels. <laughs> she could have said anything, but she said now I know how it feels to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. She must be handy. She must be uh, intellectually <laughs> disabled. And I don't even understand why she because she was talking about her sister getting bullied. My sister was bullied in school, and I wanted to show her 
that if I was bullied by the world, you can get through it. Talking about the people talking about her because of the whole Tristan Thomas thing. What the fuck does that have to do with you being black? Yeah, ma'am. No. <laughs> and this is what not all of these police shoot like none of this other stuff that's been happening here within the last decade. None of that shit. No, no. Them getting mad at you behind some Kardashian shit is what made you realize it's difficult being a black woman. Jordan, sit down <laughs> and stop talking. Yeah, all the way down. Don't talk anymore. Be quiet. <laughs> Just be quiet. Just do whatever it was you was fucking doing before this scandal. Don't start talking because you ain't obviously capable. To just, I need her to be quiet going forward. Just no more interviews. Just stop talking. <laughs> Sounds stupid as fuck out here. You know what it feel like to be a black woman, Jordan. Whatever. And I mean, it's like <laughs> the comments were just people like the fuck. <laughs> Somebody said, "Damn, near detached my optic nerve with this eye roll." I just. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Oh. All I had was Florida passes a uh, Florida House passes a bill requiring former felons to pay before voting, which they just restored the rights of a lot of felons to vote in Florida, like one point four pay, million. Pay what? Pay a fine. They gotta pay, pay all their restitution oh, and they everything. Restitution. Okay. But um, that's clearly, clearly meant to be a barrier to felons being able to vote in the upcoming elections because we already know that it's a rolling difficulty for felons to pay when they even make first money find a job yeah, yeah and then pay but then pay so it's just something that's going a lot of felons is going to be hard to it's just going to discourage them so a lot of these laws and bills are just discouraging for the population and the ex-minneapolis police officer that killed the white lady justine damon um said pretty much the same thing that white officers say when they shoot a black person is that that they he feared for his his partner life. Um, woman walked up to his partner's door. Um, he screamed, "Oh shit!" Put his hand on his gun, tried to pull out the holster, but it was stuck. And so he pulled his gun out, and when the woman appeared, he shot her. Um, because his partner looked at him with like fear in his eyes, like he thought he was something was finna happen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, because she just appeared out of nowhere and so um so he shot her and i'm just interested to see what that defense looks like for him versus how it looks like for cops when a young black male ends up being shot um but uh that's all i got all right and uh you got anything else on your mind i do not all right until we come to the next conversation we out holla